This is the reading for March 11, 2021. I am reading from uh, 1 Samuel 4, verse 4, and I'm reading the New Living Translation, the NLT. So the people sent men to Shiloh, and they brought back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. If you have read the biography of uh, Frederick Douglass, he is a slave when he's a little child, but then he's sold. Basically, if I used to own a slave and my neighbor said, I'll rent your slave, he would give me a price for the year and he would take possession of me for one year so I would work all his land. Well, Frederick Douglass, which he was a slave, wasn't used to such a hard work. And he goes and complains to his master, but his master doesn't listen to him. He says, I paid already or I was paid already for one year to slave you. So go back and he's mistreated and all kinds of things happen to him. But in the midst of going back, he finds another slave. The other slaves gives him, I think it's a root, as a talisman or a lucky charm. And he doesn't really believe in superstitions, but he takes it because he's in a lot of trouble. He goes back and it seems that it works. Because the master doesn't beat him. Now, in this passage, we have a really important thing. The army of the Lord has suffered a loss. Then, what happens is that they bring the Ark of the Covenant. Because that is the presence of God. But, they bring it with Eli's two sons. Now, this man should have asked himself first, are these two guys able to walk with God's holiness? Everybody in town knew that they were sleeping around. Everybody knew in town that they were the most crooked priests that you have ever seen. I was in a little town of Mexico, and there was this religious leader who would go into the, we call him cantina or the bar, and he would order beer. And he would like fall asleep and he would get drunk and all kinds of things. But he was only known as a drunken religious leader. He was a very honest man when he wasn't drinking. Um, so, they bring the Ark of the, gov the Covenant because they are in trouble. But at the same time, they don't realize that these two sons of Eli were the worst people ever. Why did Eli didn't come with them? Well, you might say it was logistics. They had to go from uh, Shiloh, maybe 30 miles up to where the battle was. Uh, 20 miles. So... If I would have been defeated, I would have said, consecrate you guys to the Lord, but don't bring those guys here to the camp. I mean, imagine if I am trying to raise a church, and all of a sudden you hear from over there that the pastor was sleeping with five. 
Um, I mean, literally, he had five wives and all these type of sins. Would you want them at your congregation? Of course, as a member. But not like, and maybe one day as a leader, if he repents, because God could restore him. I think if he, God restores him, that would be good. And, or if God calls him again, because David was a sinner. He actually murdered somebody to take over somebody's wife. And God said, your transgressions are forgiven. And he still made him king. So I don't know what God the plan is, but in my mentality, these guys were not adequate to bring the ark. When the ark of the Lord covenants came into the camp, all Israel raised such a great shout that the ground shook, the hearing of the uproar, the Philistine asked, what's all this shouting in the Hebrew camp? Now, if you have ever been to a life game, you see how people shout. I remember that I, w I, was, I went to one of those angel games and they have the monkey chant. They have this little spider monkey that comes on the TV. And, every, and as soon as you see the monkey, everybody goes, yeah. And it sounds really tight. Um, and this is what they felt like. They thought, because they have the amulet of the ark, that they were going to win just by having the presence of so-called the ark of the covenant. But how many of us don't do that? Well, this is the church of God. This is the most holy place. And... We have heat, we have food, and outside, 200 people freeze to death. One time I was on my, one of my mission fields. It was a very cold night. I think it was about 30 degrees. And I went to this place, and I picked through the window. I was just passing by. And I picked through this window, and there was the church. Light on. Heater on, most likely. With nobody there. And I looked around, and there were a bunch of homo, uh, homeless people. And I said, what's the picture here, man? <laughs> so uh, I know that we cannot cater. I tried putting homeless people in my church, but the city wouldn't let me because I wouldn't meet the, you know, the shelter standards. But I did try. <laughs> so, um, and there's fire marshal laws and all these things. When they learned that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp, the, Philistine, the Philistines were afraid. A God has come into the camp. They said, oh no, nothing like, like this has happened before. We're doomed. Who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? They are the gods who struck the Egyptians with the kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Be strong, Philistines. Be men, or you will be subject to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. Now imagine that your enemy is saying to you, man, we are facing supernatural things here. This guy served the God, I mean the God who brought the Egyptians and killed the Pharaoh. Very interesting thing that your enemy is more godly in seeing God and those who carry the ark are completely, completely clueless to the reverence of God. Very interesting. So the Philistines fought and the Israelites were defeated and every man fell to his tent, fled to his tent. The slaughter was very great. Israel lost 30,000 foot soldiers. 
the Ark of God was captured and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Remember what God said? That no matter how much many times these two guys, wicked guys, would be corrected, they would have never changed because it was God's judgment for them to die because they were so wicked already. They, nothing could change them. I mean, they could have read all the scriptures. They would have not listened. They could have gone to all the services, which they did. They were the only few people in Israel who knew how to read. And they would not listen. You know, it's like those people who have 20 Bibles at home. They are the son of a preacher. The grandpa was a, I don't know, reverend. And they still are as crooked as crooked heathens. And they go to every church thinking that they're going to change. But the only thing they want is money, 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 and money. And this pleasures of the flesh. So, don't be like that. If you are in church and you are sleeping around, change. Change. If you are doing all kinds of sexual acts and... All the, you know, pornography things change. And God will bless you. But there would be a limit where people don't know, don't want to change. They want to go to the strip club. They want to have like the three ladies on the side. They want to not even be married. They want to be, you know, they want to do everything that's of the flesh. And you guess what God says? Okay, they won't change. I don't need him in my ministry. And he'll cut him off. Hopefully he doesn't kill him, but he'll cut him off. So may the Lord bless you, keep you, and light his shine upon you.